guys. All right. Happy Good. New doing year. great. Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. Right on. Yes. So, um, Pastor, uh, Pastor Bill stopped by on his on his way out of town. Figured he'd give us a few minutes of his time. He's got some stuff he was working on yesterday in service. Uh, what are, What are we talking about today, sir? Well, I've been talking about yesterday. I was talking about God's great love and how much God really loves us and how that um, he loves us and um romans 5 6 through 8 and i'm reading now the new living for us sinners now most people would be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be we were still sinners and you know the thing of we need to realize i think be christ to anybody else is that we have to realize that um how much god loves us and we're sinner that ever was wow Amen. So we could Amen. become righteous. Jesus had to become everything, every sin that we'd ever do. He had to feel that on the cross. He had to feel every part of that. He had to feel that's right. And, and everything that was had been done or that would ever be done, he experienced on the cross. He felt that pain. He felt the guilt. He felt the condemnation. And he felt all that stuff. And and I just really, you know, we really need to realize that, that much. He loved us. And, you know, the, the other fact is that at any time he could have called it quits. Physical pain and everything else that he bore for us. And I just think that um, that it's awesome. And, and how much that, you know, um, you know, the difference between God's agape love and our our love. You know, there's eros and there's phileo and there's a, there's agape. And we're pretty good at that most of the time. You know, we do that as humans. Exactly right. And, you know, basically, you know, human love. You know, in other words, when someone, um, humanly speaking, or in our way of thinking, if if Robert here does something good for me, then I love him, man, you know. And, you know, people, yeah, see, yeah. people see, especially when your teenager's coming up, you see a beautiful girl, man, I love her. Well, you don't love her. <laughs> no, you don't even know what love after is. her. You know, yeah, it's just a whole different thing. So right. so, so, there's such a difference, yeah. and it's it, all the human. Yeah, it's you know, right. Rick's gonna, Pastor Rick over here is going to buy me a brand new car. And, you know, that's just, I love him for that, you know. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can I, do it, too. I, I can That's kind of the gist of, <laughs> of my whole sermon yesterday is, um, you know, how how that we realize that God loves us so much that no matter what we're going through, no matter how hard it is, no matter, like, you know, we're ready to give up sometimes in, in ourselves. But if we realize how much God loves us, then we get past it. And we, that's what gives us the faith to go forward. Just of what, yeah. what I was talking about. So. I mean, yeah, because you break it down, it's it's a us. Yeah. Like that's, you know, is it's not just my sin or your sin. It's every person that has ever sinned all the way back to Eve. Eve's included in that, in her original sin. Mm-hmm. That is is how much he loves us. And I cannot, they, I mean, well, the sky got dark. It, you know, everything, every moment and everything. And that, I think that's crazy. It's yeah, it's yeah. an overabundance of celebrating Christmas, and uh, and and you know, of course, in our Western mind, have uh, tuned in to our previous discussion and and apologize and I apologize uh, because I know Robert had said something we needed to do, uh, some to scratch out the time to do it, but you know we talk about conditional and unconditional past, and during the Advent season I was preaching a series and I did on one Sunday of the Advent I'd like to read three of those verses in the message Bible would that would that be okay with yeah you? go ahead yeah. and because it really uh, you know and the title of that message was the presence of love and we are so 
wrapped up in conditional love, you know. And uh, but a lot of us uh, have gotten away from the fact of even like the what the model prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. A lot of us would be thankful just for that. Much less we're wondering we're wondering about that brand new car, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. World or what do you say? <laughs> so those kind of a dig at Pastor Bill. <laughs> He's my good brother, praise yeah. God. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. But, you know, I know he's <laughs> I'm still gonna get him the car. Praise God. But listen listen to how the message Bible reads there for with the prophet Isaiah speaking and it's done that need praising. All the generous bounties of God, his great goodness to the family of Israel, children who would never betray me. So he became their savior in all their troubles. He was troubled too. He didn't send someone else to help them. He did it himself in person. Out of his own love and pity, he redeemed them. He rescued them. He carried them a long, long time. Now, buddy, I, that's not I've ever had to do that for me. It's God. Yep. Yep. Amen. And he carries his people into this day. And that's something that we continuously see with his people. You know, that's it's right. you know, that's it's an right. eternity of carrying us through love. Yeah, we put conditions, we put time constraints. Yeah. We, you know, but, but well, tell us, you were as you were preaching to your people and and expounding the word. Where were you going with that? Well, I this kind of fits right in here, but I ended up with Romans eight thirty one through thirty nine. Also out of the message because I like oh. the way that it kind of says it there because this lets us know about that love and yeah so uh, it says so so what do you think with god if god didn't hesitate to put everything on on the line for us embracing our condition and exposing him for us and would and who would dare tangle with god by messing with one of god's chosen who would dare to even point a finger the one who died for us who raised to life for us and is is in the at this very moment sticking up for us do you think anyone's going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. No trouble, no hard times, no hatred, no hunger, not homeless, backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing, living or dead, angelic or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our Master, has embraced us. Wow, Ooh. that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you call the word ministry yeah. to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, you're protected from all the things that, that when we have. When you think about God and who He is, and, and you know He's a, He created all this, and He just spoke it into being, and He and He created us. And if if He was like us, He could have treated us all kinds of ways, but oh, He man. didn't. And you know, when Adam and Eve told Him what they needed to do, He clothed them. He you know, even though they they were banished from there because they couldn't be there anymore. I mean, it's just, this was really, really awesome. You know, and how, think about the Israelites and through Moses. And when Moses took them, the, when they fell out of the grace part and had to have the law. Literally asked for got, it. I mean, how many, God never, think about up until the time that they went up on the mountain, all that happened and they fell, they fell and they asked God, you know, we want this and we want the laws until oh. he protected them. Mm-hmm. They didn't get killed, mm. but on that day, three thousand or whatever, something that we yeah. can we can understand. <laughs> yeah. See, we can't we can't understand his love. And Ooh, that's just, to me, that's just, um, you know, Amen. It's exciting, man. man. Yeah, it, and, it, it, and it seems to me that it might be gone, uh, just like you said, back to the garden. What was the best 
that Adam and Eve could do. They come out in fig leaves. Now that we, we think about it, God yeah. had provided everything in the garden. And the best after they sinned and rejected God's plan and God's provision was to come out in fig leaves. I mean, <laughs> that's wild, isn't it? After gaining knowledge, after mm. after human intellect was developed, you could argue, after after the, okay. the wellspring of human intellect began, the best they excuses, our alternative lifestyles, our all of our other explanations and denials. Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder if that's how we look, like a yeah. bunch of people there with, with fig leaves on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. You know. That's why we have to allow God to clothe us. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And then to put, you know, to strengthen us and, and, and put his love and his mercy in us and, and realize what what's inside of us he has for us. You know, there's so many different ways people try to explain things or whatever, but it's it's all about you know, if mm. you think about that. I think about what I was before I knew him, you know, what was I? Wow. I was a horrible person, basically, mm. in, in all sense. And um, even though the sad thing is, it's, you know, we have to learn God's grace and love and not learn his, uh, not learn. I mentioned yesterday that I was raised up in a, in a, in a denominational church, which is fine. But what I'm saying, you know, I went further away from God than I ever came close to him. Yeah. yeah. You know, what drove Absolutely. me to God was love. When I found out, you know, I had people, t you know, I had people back then that I had a beard and longer hair. Well, I was going to hell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, that was a sin to have a beard. You know, a little old friend of mine, his grandma, every time when are you going to shave that beard off your face? That sin, get that sin off. And I had to shave it because <laughs> I was, and I walked in her house and she started shouting because all she could see was physically I had shaved. So it really drew me to to the Lord. That that's, that was after I was a Christian. But right. before then, what drew me to the Lord was a group of guys that never said anything about the way I looked or it, when I slipped words out I shouldn't, all that kind of stuff. They just loved me through it. And that's what drew me really, really to Christ. Yeah. To demonstrate unconditional right. love. And it works. Yeah. And it works. Right. And see, that's our that's what we're our response to that scripture you see jesus approaching different people who are directly engaging in different sins and all that and very little chastisement ever occurs or even him a part of he simply just offers grace yeah. he, he offers them no it's forgiven not of oh, i'm going to show you what you're doing wrong no you know the sin you know what's going wrong and he simply offered love and that's what, and that was continuously yeah, exactly. the path that he took and engaged in as we, so why is it that in the, in the modern world or even in every eon of fingers, rather than simply extend the love of grace, yeah. you know, that's the, that's right. constantly what yeah. we, you know. Yeah. In that, in that Advent message that I was preaching a month ago, mm -hmm. uh, a month ago today, yeah. in fact, somewhere right close to that, that, the presence of love as the prophet Isaiah was bringing that to their conscious. But then the other point that we made was this, that it was a personal love. Mm -hmm. And and the, in the ninth translation, uh, it goes like this. Yes, God sent his only son in power and mighty. Sorry. In all their distress, he is no adversary. And I think that's a, I love that because a lot of times we're fighting God. We're fighting the very one who's trying to save us. You know, and it says he's no adversary. And the messenger of his presence saved them. The neat thing is that in most translations, that comes across the presence, and it's been interpreted a number of ways. But I love this literal translation of it. The messenger of his presence saved them in his love 
And in his pity, he redeems on to say the fact that he lifted him up and he was with him all the days of old. So, I mean, that is overwhelmingly personal love applied. Yeah, I just throw that in. Excuse me for the, the mess up there. <laughs> no, no, that's that, that's quite all right. That's that, – it's – Truly, you know, yeah. humbling. That's yeah. you know. Well, one of the things too I brought out is, that, you know, who 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 we are without God's love. Ooh, okay. And, and we're in 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 this in this sense in this in this scripture, the powerless meant that we're powerless to change our basic nature. We can't change that sinful nature, Mm-mm. and in ourselves, it's got to be through Christ. And we're ungodly, we're sinners, and we're enemies of God. Before Ooh. an enemy of God or a lover of God. I mean, mm. it's basically that. Awesome. Th- th- those two contrasts and awesome. contrasts there, and you know, he, Jesus went way far beyond ever did. Amen. Yeah, for yeah, anybody. Yeah. You know, and there's those occasional, the, the, the only maybe in a physical sense that you could describe God's love is those guys that were willing to throw their yeah and take it for everybody else. I mean, that's about as close as you're gonna get, I, I suppose. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? That's kind of an example of what Christ did for us, except he took on, the, you know, nuclear <laughs> bombs for yeah. us. You know, yeah, literally. Way, wow. way more than that. I mean, yeah. wow. You know, you know, and we, we have to respond in the way we, we accepted salvation and we, you know, we learn to love others. We got to love ourselves. We got to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have stuff. You love what God has made you. You know, we have to learn to love who God is, who we are in Christ. Okay. What God has made me and the calling that God has upon my life. And a lot of people don't carry out their calling. God loves them. And they don't love the calling that God's put upon them. They don't know who they are in Christ. Do you think sometimes then we, whatever we feel like we've got to build around ourselves to start changing ourselves for our sakes instead of complying and, and being what God wants us to be. And my question here is, that refer, does that refer us back to some of what Jesus said when we followed him? We would take, you know, because a lot of people nowadays, it seems like a lot of folks nowadays, we're running into all kinds of, well, I don't agree with God. And that don't make it right. And it, uh, but it, it still puts us in that, uh, in that uh, variance or that being at enmity uh, with God, like you were saying just a moment ago. Well, he didn't pick up my soapbox and follow me. Ooh, <laughs> you know, he didn't. He didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, follow me and 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 you know, stand there in ridicule. You know, it was. It was raise, raise yeah. the burdens yeah. and wow. and move forward. Yeah, you know, yeah. In, 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 in all good. that and in all what you're saying and all those talking about love and talking about grace is, is that you know, there's that it's that little fine line there that we can't cross over into where our grace gets sloppy. So we're in the church right now. That's running rampant. It's okay to do this and to do that and do that without any thought. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, because I know in the past, I mean, I've been a Christian for 45 years or more or whatever. And I, you know, back in the day, we were all had a point of judgmental. Oh, you know, yeah. You oh, yeah. And we, we, you know, we, we, even a part of me that, that was broke had a little bit of that. Let's oh clean, yeah. Let's clean you up, and then you can come to God. You got to fit our mold. Yeah, you come <laughs> yeah. to God. In, in, right. in God's love, there's boundaries, so we don't want to. I just want to kind of inject that in that we don't. Yeah, absolutely. Get over into a little sloppy grace to where mm. it's okay to do all that stuff. Wow. Right. Not that it's okay, and it's not. The time I had a guy and a person in our church that uh, wrote me a letter and decided that they were. Yeah. You're still welcome, but you can't do this, this, or this. 
because of what was going on in their life, I couldn't, you know, in other words, I wouldn't allow them to be a teacher. Right. You know, you know, we still love them and they're still welcome and all that. But I just, you know, I just wanted to say we don't get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're living in a world. Yeah, we're living in a world, though, that says, and, and, you know, and you're right, Pastor Bill. It's in the, it's within the Christian community and it's rampant in there where discipline's out the door. We we do Mm -hmm. not accept because we, we've turned so against purity in our lives. When we are disciplined, um, uh, used to, that was a high nation, and, and even fa- even fasting, and you're on your way here in a week of fasting uh, as a pastor. I, that's, a, that's a discipline. But we've, we've become so uh, uh, educated, I guess, or uh, I don't know, uh, maybe it's just thrown at us so much that mm-hmm. that's a bad thing. It's a negative thing. It's a security in us of love. I, I, at least that's my. I believe that's what I take from scripture. Well, you know, with t- with two pastors sitting here, I want to ask this question: Do you think what has kind of led us on this streak, where to a certain extent you can say there's a lot of rebellion against the the formalities or the structure of Christianity, is the fact that church doctrine has, in a lot of different sects of Christianity and in a lot of different ways, over ridden what the word of God actually says and the fact that we're most people when they're in a church setting and all that have gotten so accustomed to knowing the hypocrisy of the politics of a church that they're rebelling against that but not realizing the the biblical foundation for some of it is that doctrine's gotten the way of actual teaching yeah I I would agree too yeah I I would agree so too Um, because anything I mean you know the apostle said we need to do all things in moderation, and I think we get into excesses and a lot of different things, and and well, like Pastor Bill said, even even within the construct of love, and and uh, trying to be followers of Christ as we all strive to be, sometimes we we start coloring outside the lines. <laughs> well, pastors, it's it's been fun. Thank y'all both for being on the Gonzo Bible Study. Um, we'll hope to have y'all on again soon. But well, that's uh, that's wrapping right. up our time here. Uh, Pastor Bill, if, if you don't mind, tell tell people where they can find you if they want to come be oh, in yeah. services and how to find out more information about you. Okay. First of all, I'll say thank you for including me in. That's kind of a spur of the moment thing, but that's that's awesome. I appreciate it. And this, I know this is going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Um, well, I just like to say I'm pastor at Image Church in Matthews, North Carolina, and you can go to imagechurch.us and find out all, all about us and we we're, we're we're a loving church we're a family type church and we preach the gospel and we not only here but around the world so amen awesome amen. and there and there's services there to download the as well yeah you can go online you can download a lot of sermons whether it's mine or whoever is is um bringing the word at that time you just go and it's it right when you pop up the website it has sermons Sermon Archive, whatever, and you can go back for the last two or three years and awesome. pull stuff up. So great, great. Yeah, you can do it that way. And um, anyway, we, we're there. We wel- you're welcome to come. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. And and so Pastor Clark, uh, and you're here, our local pastor here at Macby Baptist Church. Yes. Uh, any anything else you'd like to add? Is how people can find out more well, about your ministry. We're just uh, thrilled with uh, having the privilege. Thank you again, Robert uh, and Pastor Bill. Good to be with you as a a friend of, of over three decades, and we're uh, we're always thrilled to be in ministry together with uh, Pastor Bill and and his good folks there, and 
He's been a blessing to us down here on occasions. In fact, we did New Year's, the New Year's Eve uh, communion together, did a communion service as we were opening up 2018, and, um, and we just really had a great blessing there. In fact, folks were, even yesterday, uh, Pastor Bill, yesterday, there were some folks taking scripture cards that were visiting in our service. Uh, one lady from up in Connecticut, in fact, and she said, I, I want to get one of those cards you mentioned. And I said, right there, and, and I talked to her about it and told her what we were doing about, you know, renewing our minds, recommitting our spirits in 2018. So uh, may love prevail, because like the Apostle Peter said, it covers a multitude of sins. Awesome. And if y'all have enjoyed this podcast, uh, Pastor Clark is going to be starting his podcast, Something You Need to Know, coming out soon. Uh, But that's a wrap for the Gonzo Bible Study Podcast. Remember to read the word and ride the ride.